as he declared the words of truth will be the same authority that we would operate under today. I pray that atmospheres will begin to shift at the presence of the Lord. I speak that every stronghold will come down right now. Every weight that we are carrying is being lifted in the name of Jesus. Right there where you are right now, we declare that every weight has been lifted. Every thought that is clouding your mind, perplexing your mind. Father, we bring, oh God, we call thoughts under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. We come, oh God, against, oh God, negative words. We come against negative thoughts. We come against any spirit that tries to, to bring discord and every spirit that tries, oh God, to, to bring discouragement in Jesus' name. I speak freedom. I speak breakthrough in the realm of the spirit right now. Father, for everyone that has been experiencing a dry season in their spiritual lives tonight, I pray may the Holy Spirit dysfunctionize them. May the Holy Spirit just come and rest upon them like cloven tongues of fire. I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, disappoint their lips, oh God, as they begin to worship, as they open up their mouth in prayer. Lord, I pray that deliverance come, that breakthrough come, that the greater measure of your glory come. In the name of Jesus, 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 be healed. In the name of Jesus, be delivered.
Don't miss out on this overflow right right now. Don't miss out on when the deep is calling to deep.
prayers you have shown tonight declare breakthroughs over our lives, Jesus, that we should not grapple anymore, yes. God. Lord, the things of the past, Lord Jesus, the things that hold us down tonight, but God, we break in the sea, because you are the God of the breakthrough, Lord Jesus. And we surrender to your word tonight, we surrender to you, Father God, for you are the lifter of our death tonight, Jesus. Lord, we shall not walk in shame any longer for those who are holding themselves down, for those who look down upon themselves and sin. I know tonight that Jesus is going to raise you up, Jesus is going to lift
from, from the scriptures and if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at the book of Matthew chapter 7 and uh, I want to ask a question, are you, are you prepared to put in the work? Now, one of the things that the recent events in throughout the world has, has shown us as a generation of people that there has been some of the weak points and some of the points of neglect. It has shown us the, the points where we are vulnerable. It showed us the points where we are exposed. It shows us points where we need to begin to redevelop ourselves and begin to, to strengthen ourselves. You know, one of the things of crisis, crisis has got an ability to expose to us things in our lives that need to be addressed, yes. areas in our lives mm -hmm. that need to be developed, mm -hmm. amen? And now the, the important part of it is that it's also shown us that we're not a generation of people that are able or diligent about putting in the work. We are what the, 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 the preacher used to refer to as a microwave generation. Uh, now it's air fryer. You know, even we're trying to make it as fast as possible. From, from, from frozen in the freezer to the plate in 15 minutes. Yeah. Is that what we are? Mm -hmm. And we are a generation of people that do not want to put in the work, but we want the same results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is that we haven't taught how to put in the work. Now, uh, some of us grew up uh, in homes, and uh, so not to date anybody, uh, or to give away our ages, but the reality is, you grew up in a home where you had chores. Yes. You grew up in a home where there were certain things that was responsible. There were certain responsibilities even given to you as a young child. Mm -hmm. Now, I was the only son in our home and I had three sisters, but it didn't make me uh, escape duties because I had three sisters. Mm -hmm. I had tasks that I had to do. Everyone in the house had something that they had to do. But you know, the, the thing was that our parents required of each one of us to do certain things. And whether we, when, we, when we didn't do it, you knew what was coming. Is it? If you did what you were asked for, you knew that they would celebrate you and they would, they would thank you. But there were things that were expected of you. Your father didn't have to come and tell you this was your job. He didn't have to come and remind you. If he reminded you, it was in a shocking way. Yeah. <laughs> right? You, you either got one slap behind your head. Yeah. But you were taught that it had to be hard work. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And that hard work pays. Is it? Yeah. And now the challenge is that many of us grew up in homes where we were taught that you have to work at things and get it, yeah. right? But when we came up from those homes, what did we decide? Mm -hmm. We're not going to do the same thing to our children. Yes. Yeah. We're going to be better than our father. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And what we did, we got a whole bunch of children that will sit while you do the work. And they will watch you do the work. 
You got the father washing the car and the son sitting and watching him wash the car while they're playing video games. You got the mother cleaning up the house while the girls got their legs folded. You've got to understand we, we did something wrong. And in this hour, when we talk about rebuilding a nation, you talk about rebuilding homes, rebuilding, they can't understand that picture because everything was done for them. And it was not only the fault in the home, it was the fault in the church. Because as pastors, we spoke about name it and claim it. So you walk past somebody else's house, the car, you put your hand on it and you say, I name it and I claim it. You, walk, you went into somebody else's house, instead of just celebrating the house that they have, you say, I name it and I claim it. Lord, that if you did it for them, you can do it for me. But we didn't tell them that the car comes with a car payment. And the house comes with maintenance. And the house comes with a house payment. So what they do is that they're expecting the house, but they do not want to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. They're expecting the car. You've got to buy it. Mm. Yeah. They're not putting in the work. The reality is that we're not a generation that is prepared to put in the work. Now, this is, a, if we go, let's look in, in, in the, the, the challenge of this, it exposes the quality of the foundation. Yeah. The foundation of everything that we build. If we're unable to put in the work, because when you're building foundations, it requires work. When you're building foundations, you dig down. You see, the thing about foundations is it's never seen. We spoke about that before. It's never seen. It's not appreciated. But the reality is the strength of the foundation will determine how big the house can come. Yeah. You can draw the biggest plan on the uh, 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 on, on paper, mm. but the, eventually the, the architect or the engineer will tell you, if you want something this big, yeah. the foundations have to be this deep. Yeah. Yeah. The foundations have to be this strong. The foundations have to be reinforced because in order to carry the load, the foundations have to be right. You see, the challenge that we are is that if we don't put in the work, that means we don't have the capacity to carry the load. That means if you want the house of your dreams, you want the car of your dreams, you want the family of your dreams, you want the you want all of these things, you've got to put in the work and then know that it's not going to come easy. Because they didn't tell you when you bought the car, you have to maintain it. They didn't tell you, besides filling in petrol, what you have to do. You have to service it. They didn't tell you that sometimes things break down, even in a new car. And you have to have money for that too. It's okay if you're driving daddy's car. Because when the petrol runs out, you just park it. You look for another car to drive. Not looking at you. <laughs> you, 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 you understand this, right? But the reality is that no, you first fuel. <laughs> but the reality is you you learn that if something is going to come to you, there must be some cost that yeah. is attached to it. Yeah. We've got to teach that. In the present day church, if you don't put in the work, mm -hmm. you don't expect spiritual growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
The challenge in our faith is that we're not prepared to put in the work. Yeah. We're not prepared to suffer some things. Yeah. Yeah. Go through some things. Yeah. Endure some hardships. They, they, they told you that the heavens are going to open unto you and blessings are going to come and doors are going to open to you. But they didn't tell you you've got to go and put some work in yes, to position yourself for that open door, to position yourself for that promotion, to position yourself for that blessing. They didn't tell you that God can give you a business, but after that you've got to work it. Yeah. That means sometimes some late hours. Sometimes it means that when other people are celebrating and out with their families, you've got to be working. It doesn't mean when everybody else closes at 4 o'clock that you close at 4 o'clock. You're closing at 8 o'clock because you've got to make sure that tomorrow is taken care of. There's work there. There's things done. That means it doesn't take... You want more reward, but you don't want to put in the work. Now Jesus says this in Matthew 7, 24. This whole chapter, go and read it. Jesus keeps on challenging the thought, the thinking of people. He speaks about the true and the false prophets, the true and false disciples. But here he comes and he speaks about the wise and the foolish. He says, therefore, therefore everyone who hears the words of, of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Its foundation is on the rock. But everyone who hears my words, and does not put it into practice, is like the foolish one who built his house on the sand. The, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. That means, whether you build your house on the rock, or you build it on the sand, there's a time of testing going to come. Yes. Yeah. And the time of testing is going to reveal the foundation. Yeah. Alright? Understand this. It's not about where you build your house. It's about how you build your house. It's not about the building, whether it's face brick, whether it's blocks, whether it's wood and iron. It doesn't matter about the material used in the building of the house. It doesn't look at whether it is a double story mansion or it is a single story house. It doesn't matter whether it's a small house or a big house. The, the whole aspect of it is there's a testing coming to the house. It's not about the materials of the house. Yeah. It's not about the soil. It is about, is it built on the rock? Yeah. That means one of the things they teach you when you are building any house, you have to reach bedrock yeah. so that you can lay your foundation from there coming up. If you've got soft soil, you have to dig deeper. And you have to put more reinforcement to hold it. Because the reality is that you've got to reach bedrock and come up. So you will find sometimes buildings that have to drill down into the ground, lay piles. And upon the piles then start laying another foundation on it. So you've got to understand that there's something about reaching rock. 
That means the foundation cannot sit on something that is flimsy. It has to, you, you know that the, 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 even in our area, sometimes when it floods, you go and look at some of the areas, the houses, when the water is hidden, mm -hmm. then you start to see how thick the foundation was. Mm -hmm. You start to see how small the foundation was, and sometimes how shallow yeah. the foundation is. Now, often we don't like it when the building inspector comes, mm -hmm. when you're digging your foundation. Because the first thing the building inspector says, did you do a soil test? Did you see what type of soil? And I asked him, why do you ask us why this type of soil? He said, no, 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 because the type of soil will determine how deep your foundation has to go. Because if your soil is soft, you have to go deeper. And then you have to begin to use certain reinforcing, some steel in the, in the, in the concrete to begin to hold it together. Now Jesus begins to make a statement here, and he says, everyone who hears my words and puts it into practice. He gives two elements. You hear the word, you put it into practice. The problem with many of us is that we just hear the words, but the words do not come into our lives, doesn't come into our homes, doesn't come into our families. So when the winds come, and they're gonna come, I want you to understand, just because you did everything right, it does not mean that the foundations won't be tested. Mm -hmm. yeah, amen. Yeah. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. Yes. That means we need to understand that the changes and the challenges in our society right now is not only affecting the unsaved. Yeah. Yeah. It's affecting the saved too. Mm -hmm. But the both of us are responding and both of us must reveal the character of our foundations. Yes, amen must reveal the strength of our foundations. Is our foundation set on God? Is it on the rock Christ Jesus? Or is it just set on, on, on sand? This is the important part. But then it also begins to talk about that our faith without works is dead. Now, one of the things that we haven't done is help people accountable to how are we how are you building your family? Have you taken time to say, are we consciously building something here? Or are we just going with the flow, hoping that they'll turn out okay? With your children, do you know, when last did you spend one-on-one -on -one time with your child to understand and assess where they are spiritually? Understand, you see, besides the homework, Understand and assess what is going on in their life, in their mind. What is going you, you say, but Pastor, I'm providing for them. I'm putting a roof over their head. I'm, I'm giving a meal on the table. They don't have lack of anything. No, no, no. They need you. Because how are you building? You can't be building by an assumption that they in the same space you were, uh, were uh, at their age. And some of us, if our children were, uh, are at the same place that where we were, you should be scared. You know how you were when you were young. Yeah. It was an angel with wings. <laughs> Your mother and father was praying for you. Lord, bring this one home. Lord, watch over him. 
Lord, let him not join the rotters. <laughs> and when you came home with the hearing, Lord, is he, is he okay? Is he playing for the other team? <laughs> and I'm only with you on the guys. But you know, all of us know, and the reality is that we have to say, Lord, how are we shaping the next yeah. generation? Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying be different, but there's something about making them put in the work, earn what has happened in their life. Later on, when they come into their own, they'll know how to treasure it. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Tell them the story of how you got to where you got. That means when, when, when you make a big noise about them putting their feet up on your lounge, why you make that noise? And when they have their own lounge, like when they have their own car, you know in your car they eat and they put chips and everything. When they have their own car, I'm not going to try and do that. Take chips and eat donuts and all in their car. You'll see how quickly, that's it. They say, oh no. I know. Our personal experience. Canning Serviette. And wet wipes. You know. <laughs> you, you, you know from personal experience, when you go to their house, you're not going to put your feet on them. Go, go to your house and your children and put your feet on their lounge. And see how they look at you. Uh, it's practical things, but I want you to understand that. Put in the work. Teach them how to put in the work. Teach them how to value. You know why? Because if we're going to survive the changes that is happening in the world, got to show them what the yes. price is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Bible says if we are not prepared to suffer with him, mm. we will not be able to reign with him. Yes. If that, that's a spiritual truth mm. that is important for us. If we aren't able to suffer with him. Mm. You know, what, what, what does Paul say? Paul makes a biggest statement. He says that I may know him yeah. in the fellowship of his suffering. Yes. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection. He understood something. That if you want a greater measure of glory in your life. You've got to learn how to endure some things. And if you're unable to endure some things. Then you will not reach the place that you want to. You may, you may want it. You may desire it. But it will not come as a reality. If you're not prepared to put in the work. I pray today. That God will help us to put in the work. Amen. Because testings are going to come. Yeah. And it's going to reveal the strength of our foundations. I mean, every household, every family in this last year and a half has been tested. We've been tested with unemployment. We've been tested with, with, with lockdown. We've been tested with, for the first time, Sometimes for, for a month we weren't able to leave our house and we all were in the same house. Yeah. And you realize, Ish. <laughs> this one. <laughs> Normally you go to work and you come back, you know, you've got two hours yeah. to contend with them. Now, hours. <laughs> and then you're realizing if you see someone sitting in the same spot for 12 hours, some of them, the body print was open. <laughs> and the lung. <laughs> But we pray God will help us. We're learning how to adjust. Come on. But when we come through this, we'll be 
be strong. Yeah. I say this to you because we're going to come out of this strong. Yes. Yeah. But the only way we come out stronger is we put in the effort. Yes. Put in the effort to pray. Put in the effort to fast. Put in the effort to trust God together as a family. Put in the effort to grow. Amen. Growing is just not natural. It requires work. Amen. And anything that requires work is worth it. Amen. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we praise you. We honor you. Father, help us in this hour not only to hear your word, but to put it into practice. Help us to put in the word so that our lives will begin to change. And so when the winds will blow and the waves will rise, and but we will stand strong. Father, it's not a, about how quick we build, but it's about how strong we yes. build. Teach us, Lord. It's not about a quick race. It's not about cutting corners. It's not about how big we build, but it's about how strong we build. Yes. Father, I pray. You said in your word that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And in the end, Lord, only that which is of you will stand. So help us to build on the rock Christ Jesus. The chief, the rock that is higher than I. Unwavering, unshaking. Lord, I pray today, let us be steady. Let our homes be strong. Let our families be strong. Let our marriages be strong. Hallelujah. Let our marriages be strong. Let our relationships with our children be strong. Father, I pray, knit hearts of families together. Knit the, the house of God together. Let us not neglect our faith in this hour. Because at the end of the day, when everything else is gone, we stand before you and we give an account. And let the statement be, well done, my good and faithful son. Entering to the joy. So we pray your blessings right now over your people. We thank you for healings that are taking place. We thank you, God, for the turnaround with the infection rate and the unemployment rate in our country. We're thanking you, oh God, for opportunities, even in the business arena, doors to open, supernatural innovations to take place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.